Today's reading is Mark chapter 2. A few days later, Jesus went back to Capernaum. And when the people heard that he was home, they gathered in such large numbers that there was no more room, not even outside the door, as Jesus spoke the word to them. Then a paralytic was brought to him, carried by four men. Since they were unable to get to Jesus through the crowd, they uncovered the roof above him, made an opening, and lowered the paralytic on his mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and thinking in their hearts, Why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus knew in his spirit that they were thinking this way within themselves. Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? He asked. Which is easier, to say to a paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately the man got up, picked up his mat, and walked out in front of them all. As a result, they were all astounded and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Once again Jesus went out beside the sea. All the people came to him, and he taught them there. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was dining at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples. For there were many who followed him. When the scribes who were Pharisees saw Jesus eating with these people, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus told them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were often fasting. So people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and those of the Pharisees? Jesus replied, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? As long as he is with them, they cannot fast. For the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, and a worse tear will result. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. Instead, new wine is poured into new wineskins. One Sabbath, Jesus was passing through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick the heads of grain as they walked along. So the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus replied, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? During the high priesthood of Abiathar, he entered into the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which was lawful only for the priests. And he gave some to his companions as well. Then Jesus declared, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. This is God's word. Who is most deserving of the chance to hear the gospel? You and I both know the right answer to the question, who deserves to be saved? The right answer is nobody, because we're all sinful and guilty before a holy God. But who among us guilty sinners most deserves to hear the gospel message? If not everyone on earth can hear the gospel witness during his or her lifetime, 
Who should we evangelize first? Jesus answered that question here in Mark 2, verse 17, when he said, according to the NIV's reading, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This statement of Jesus was in response to the Pharisees' criticism that Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners. Jesus explained that these sinners received his attention because they needed it the most. At this point in his ministry, a disinterested observer might argue that Jesus should have spent his time with the Pharisees because they had already demonstrated a clear interest in spiritual things. The sinners he chose to be with, by contrast, had turned away from God's word. They had heard it in their homes and synagogues growing up but had chosen to live a different kind of life, a sinful one. For these reasons, the Pharisees would appear to have been a more receptive audience to Jesus than tax collectors and other kinds of sinners. But the key word in that sentence is appear. The Pharisees were all about appearances, and their spiritual interests were about appearing righteous before others, not really becoming righteous in the sight of God. Sinners, by contrast, had the appearance of righteousness ripped from them when they sold out to become tax collectors or thieves or prostitutes or whatever. The benefits they had received at first from their sinful lifestyles were diminishing when Jesus came into their lives, and they were now experiencing the heavy costs of a sinful lifestyle. In a society as judgmental and rigid as theirs, it would be impossible to reverse course to stop collecting taxes and become a respectable man again in the eyes of the Pharisees. These companions of Jesus, these sinners, were ripe for the grace of repentance and faith. That is why Jesus wanted to be with them. Who then is the most deserving of a chance to hear the gospel? Well, all sinners need it, of course. So we shouldn't be picky when opportunity comes along. But when it comes to who we intentionally try to reach, however, we should think like Jesus did. So many churches have started in our area in the last few years. How many of them are seeking to reach the poorest areas of Ypsilanti? How many of them are attempting to reach the working class family that is out of work or the single mother on welfare? How many of them are reaching out to the many Muslims who have moved into our area? How many have created prison ministries or outreaches to addicts? How about our church? Literally surrounded by soybeans or corn, we are a church located where the suburbs and the farms meet. That's where God put us. So we should try to reach those around us. We have poor people around us, too, that we serve through our food pantry, There are addicts and alcoholics everywhere in urban, suburban, and rural settings. So we have those around too. Have we done as Jesus did and looked for people who may be ready to hear the true hope in Christ? Or are we content to just look for other people who are like us, other people who've already come to Christ and assimilate them into our church? Sure, Christians need a church, and we are here to serve them as well. But like Jesus, we should always be looking out for people who are sinners and know it. And maybe God will use us in his will to reach them for Jesus Christ. If you found this devotional helpful, 
and you clicked on it from anywhere other than your email, please sign up to receive this in your email for free by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. You can also become a monthly financial supporter of mine by going to dailypbj.com slash support and choosing one of the tiers of monthly support. You could also share this with anyone who needs it. And I hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time.